Hi again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Capital Talk, sponsored by Eric Sell, also available as a podcast. I'm Rick Kessler from RV Business. With me, as always, Sherman Goldenberg from RV Business. And joining the two of us today is Jay Landers and Jason Reno. I guess right now you guys are co-vice presidents of government oh, yeah. relations. Mm -hmm. RBIA is so important that they've got two vice presidents of government affairs right That's now. Right. That's right. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And uh, the reason why we have you guys on, of course, Jay is uh, announced his retirement. He'll be retiring here at the end of March. And Jason, welcome aboard. You are going to replace the very large shoes of Jay Landers. We don't like, thank you, but we don't like to use the word replace. Uh, I am the successor. Definitely not the replacement. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's been... Uh... It, it's it's so easy to look back and go, holy mackerel, 32 years. That's what it In fact, it was last, I think it was last week that it was the 32 year mark. So uh, uh, I just, you know, it's been a remarkable uh, career and we've had some crazy success uh, over the, over that time frame. So working with wonderful people makes it easy. So Jay, if you had to, to briefly, uh, pick out what may be the most memorable governmental affairs uh, issue uh, or moment, uh, what might that be? It was probably the day that I met you, Sean. <laughs> so, I mean, how impactful, uh, how much more impactful could well put. be? Well put, Jay. Yeah, no, you know, there, there are, that, that's a trick question. I get that, you know, you're trying to trip me up uh, as, I, as I get one foot out the door. <laughs> you know, our victory at HUD, uh, defining, making the difference between vehicles and housing was huge. Creating a, a federal program, because uh, we were really state-driven for years and years. Um, creating ORR, you know, right from the ground up. Those are some serious benchmarks that will last a long time. What years, generally? Um, so I think, you know, when... Uh, when Frank Hubelmeyer came in, he's the one who kind of generated a significant amount of change. He was the big change agent that the board wanted and, and got. Uh, Frank immediately said, all right, we're, we're going to do some federal relations as well. So uh, it was a big ramp up on that. And so he came in, what, maybe 15-ish, 2016, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and then right at, right from the get-go, you know, we start talking about, we need to corral the entire outdoor recreation industry to be uh, even more impactful. Uh, and so that really came to fruition probably around 18, 2018. And I think that's around about the time we finally got uh, our, uh, our push with HUD resolved. Um, so a lot of impactful things Gee, coinciding with when I took over government. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> well, um, Rick, go ahead. Well, Jay, this one is before my time. So can you explain why it says you are the godfather of RV specific franchise? <laughs> so in the in the 90s, you know, when back when you were in second grade, um, <laughs> you know, the the uh relationship between the manufacturers and dealers was a little testy and there were a lot of franchise bills that were going through the uh, the state houses 
And so we were working with our dealers, um, trying to come up with a negotiated settlement and then have to work with the auto dealers because it was really their law. And so, you know, it was it was trying to kind of uh, modify the play between our industry and the auto industry. And then you throw in these uh, state legislators who most have no clue about, you know, what franchise is, number one. And number two, they think about us as, oh, it's just another motor vehicle industry. Well, no, it's not. So it's a lot of education in terms of teaching the differences between the two, uh, significant differences between the two industries. And so I did that for a long time. And it made sense that we we, we agreed on a lot of things with, with the RV dealers. We got that resolved. Uh, near the end of the 90s and and we used it a little bit here and there and it, it didn't really take get a lot of traction fast forward another 10 years and i sat down with uh harold oler the yeah. former general counsel for lazy days because we were doing uh we had done a bill in florida and um, he and i worked out basically the the guts uh the rest of what was now what's now called the model dealer French French model uh, franchise law. And then we kept talking it through. And then eventually, you know, we formed a committee between RBIA and RBDA and made it a little more formal. And, and in fact, our both our boards accepted the document, the, the whole the premise, number one, and then the document itself. So we have a document that is that says this is how the RV industry should be regulated in the States. And so it's a slow but and tedious process, but it's one that we can now go uh, arm in arm uh, with with the RV dealers. And so, you know, from the early mid '90s to almost now, that has been part of my job responsibilities. Uh, so it's a long time. I can't believe you want to step away from all that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, if we if we look at Jason here uh, briefly, uh, you you. But wait, there. what about me? <laughs> but it, what, what in particular i mean there's a there, you you appear to be on paper uh really well skilled for this position based on your career path um tell us a bit a bit about that i hope it's more than just on paper but i'll take on paper um yeah i've worked on capitol hill i've worked in local government i've worked um Predominantly, my government affairs career has been in the conservation and outdoor recreation space, uh, most prominently with the National Park Foundation, especially around the centennial of the National Park Service. Um, and then most recently, I was at Rivian, the EV manufacturer, uh, working on their charging team, uh, including working on uh, helping private campgrounds and RV parks. Uh, explore charging, right? That's something that, um, you know, I was at a conference and, and one of the owners came up to me and said, it's it's like Wi-Fi from a few years ago. It was an amenity and now it's a necessity. And I think a lot of folks are viewing easy charging and on, on kind of the same path. Right now for these private RV parks and campgrounds, I think they view it as an amenity, a market differentiator, right? Um, but pretty soon, uh, the next few years here, it's going to be uh, a necessity uh, as, as they seek to uh, to attract uh, mm -hmm. users and, and, and visitors uh, that are driving EVs. If, if we look at uh, here in the first quarter, 
2023 at what the priorities are sitting here now uh, for governmental affairs looking at uh, 2023 and beyond what what are the top issues that both of you uh, think the industry uh, needs to to look at real closely who do you want to answer then yeah. whoever wants to what if we neither of us want to answer that <laughs> <laughs> well I'll let me let me just jump in real quick and then Jason can uh, elaborate <clears throat> so this whole uh, as he mentioned uh, the, the uh, electrification issue so the the feds have this big pot of money they've given it they're going to give it to the states uh, we want to influence how that money gets spent in the states in terms of how they build out their electric vehicle infrastructure. That's a big issue this year and going forward. Mm -hmm. Campgrounds, right? Uh, the RBI board said a few years ago, boy, we need more campgrounds. Start working more closely with the campground industry. And so we have. Uh, we're working much more closely with them in terms of privates through uh, ARVIC and uh, Paul Bambi and his group, and then the state campground so, uh, associations, the various states, we're working really closely with them. And then lastly, just a more macro outdoor recreation, you know, from the macro level and with through ORR, uh, we're working to, uh, you know, through that group, we've kind of gotten a lot more influence, had a lot more, have a lot more influence in some of the key committees up on Capitol Hill through the Interior Department, with National Park Service, with the Agriculture, with Forest Service. So a whole a raft of stuff like that. Jason, how, what else would you add to that list? Anything? Yeah, I would I would add the farm bill to that list. This is something Perfect. we're engaging on kind of as uh, first time as a as an association. There's, you know, the bulk of the farm bill is nutrition assistance and a lot of attention gets paid to uh, crop support and crop insurance and things like that. But there is there are rural development titles and conservation titles there that within ORR, we're looking at some priorities to help uh, rural outdoor uh, destinations continue to make investments in those destinations. You know, outdoor rec in a lot of these places is the lifeblood of these communities. And we wanna make sure that those communities continue to have money to invest in outdoor recreation. That's really important. I just want to uh, double click on, on what Jay said about EV. It is front and center right now. Just this morning, the administration finalized guidance for the initial $5 billion for, for NEVI funding. So we're going to see mm -hmm. RFPs start flying out of uh, the states. And we've been really invested in making sure that they are the states <clears throat> are accounting for pull-through charging sites, which is what RVs and other vehicles uh, need to make sure that uh, a, a driver doesn't have to uncouple the passenger vehicle from the towable, or as more companies explore electrification on the motorization side, um, you know, this is once in a generation funding for EV charging. We wanna make sure the states are planning for the future as electrification becomes uh, more prevalent in the industry. Jason, I want to steer you into um, another topic I think that uh, you have a good perspective on. Uh, the Great American Outdoors Act and, and a good portion of that, we're hoping anyway, will go towards modernizing a lot of the National Park campgrounds. You having been at the National Park Foundation, um, 
I'm assuming we can only assume that that's going to uh, help you lobby for these uh, campground <laughs> improvements. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really important point, Rick. And I would add um, forest service to it as well. The forest service is undertaking quite a broad uh, campground modernization uh, program as well. Um, it actually overlaps with my time at Rivian as well. Um, thinking about electrification on public campground. This huge issue. Um, we want uh, drivers, RV drivers, to be able to enjoy our public campgrounds. And so working on modernization uh, is a huge, huge priority for us um, and to make sure that they are accounting for RVers. I think the other thing, Rick, is, you know, that bill uh was passed a couple of years ago we're even starting it was a five-year authorization so we're starting to explore how uh reauthorization and some potential changes um and incentivizing future planning um that we might want to push for and you know what's important about great american outdoors act has been huge for us as an industry uh, and that was, yeah, that was 2020. I think it was 2020. So yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, uh, reauthorization discussions are already starting. But what's important is, I mean, when you think about addressing the deferred maintenance, which is where that money is supposed to go, you think, you know, most people would think about, you know, sprucing up the, the campsite, make sure that everything. Yeah. But what we really want to do with that money is fix the, the water system, you know, make sure that uh, we we uh, we surveyed our, our viewers. The number one thing people want in campgrounds, water, right? They want they want a shower. They want a toilet that works. They want to wash their clothes. They want to, you know, you got to have a good water system, right? You know, pave the, the parking lot. Not, you don't need pothole. So it's stuff that sometimes it really doesn't seem like it's important, but it's critical. Yeah. 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 Well, Sherman, in the short time we have left, uh, we probably need to ask Jay what his retirement plans are. <laughs> he he offered me <laughs> one free free call a month. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, got to eat, right? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, we're just we're going to do some domestic and international traveling. Uh, my kids are spread out around the country, uh, so uh, they're in good places to visit. So we'll do some of that. And um, I have a couple of old motorcycles I want to break down and uh, repair and uh, strip down and fix them. So um, those are some big term projects. Uh, should be fun. You know, the best part is when that, you know, when it, we're, we're already going to go on a cruise. When I when you go on a vacation that last day or two, it's like you start ramping back up. I don't have to do that. Anymore. <laughs> That's just weight off my shoulder. So, yeah, looking forward. Sounds to that. good. Sounds good. Uh, Rick, uh, you got any closing comments or are you ready to uh, get on it? Well, just uh, I think on behalf of many people, Jay, congratulations. And Jason, welcome to the industry. Thank you. He'll, very he'll much. be great. He'll be great. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, guys.